You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world. Welcome to church today. It is so good to see you in church and a huge welcome and a warm welcome to everyone who's joining us online as well. You know, wherever you are tuning in today, we're praying and believing that God is going to speak to us. He's already started doing something today and we're believing that He's going to speak truth to every one of us. So come on, let's pray. Father, we thank You so much that You are here. Thank You, God, that as we come around Your Word, there is power that is released, that something is going to be activated tonight. Lord, as we position ourselves to hear from You, I thank You, God, that You are going to reveal things to us that we need to repent of, that we need to change. Lord, would You come? We give You permission to speak and to do heart surgery on us today. Right now, we just take authority over the atmosphere in this room. We just declare that every other voice that is not yours is to be silent. Every distraction right now to be bound in the Name of Jesus. And we thank You, God, that Your voice is the only voice that is permitted to speak, that Your voice is the only one that we can hear. So we tune ourselves in to hear from You today. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen, Amen. You can grab your seats. Well, I'm excited this today to actually bring the Word and I believe that it's going to challenge you just like it's challenged me. <laughs> you know, most of the time when I preach, it's usually what God's just speaking to me about. So I'm going to be really honest with you about where I'm at. You know, one of the most important things that we can do in life is to guard our heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So how does the state of our heart determine the course of our life? Surely it can't be that important. Surely it can't be the most important thing that we need to do. You know, Solomon says that we need to guard our hearts, which means we need to pay careful attention to the condition of our heart. Pay careful attention to what's going on in here. You know, sometimes we can go through life and we're just a little bit agitated or a little bit on edge and we kind of snap at people or we say things. And, and, and really what we should be doing is not just looking at the outward, but actually going, what's really going on in here? What's happening in my heart that's causing me to act and behave like this? It's the number one priority, the Bible tells us. So how does it actually determine our life? How does it actually determine the direction of our life? In Matthew 13, Jesus tells us the parable of the sower. You can read it later, but it talks about how the sower just scatters seed and it falls on four different types of soil. There's hard soil, there's stony ground, there's soft ground. And you know, the, the effectiveness of that seed isn't determined by the seed because it's actually the same seed. <laughs> the effectiveness and the fruitfulness of that seed is determined by the ground on which it falls. And that's actually speaking about the condition of our heart. See, our heart posture and our heart condition determines how we hear things, 
It determines how we receive things. It determines and, and dictates the future and the direction of our life. So it's really important that we actually keep a regular check on the condition of our heart. It's really important that we actually do every now and then, you know, it's a good thing to do every day, actually. I like to pray that prayer when I go to bed at night. Search my heart, oh God. See if there's any wicked way in me. If I've done anything that has displeased you today, please forgive me. You know, it's a good thing to actually do. And, and even if you don't pray that prayer every night, like it's good every now and then to do a bit of a checkup. Do a bit of a heart check and go, okay, what's going on? How is the condition of my heart? How, what's the posture of my heart today? And if we do that, it actually will help our marriage. It'll help our parenting. It'll help our relationships at school. It'll help our relationships in our workplace. It will literally determine how we live our life. It flows out from our heart. James chapter 1, verse 19 to 25 says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So get rid of all that filth and evil in your life and humbly accept the Word of God that has been planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your soul. But don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, don't forget what you have heard, then God will bless you for doing it. You know, the first thing that we're going to talk about tonight is a posture that we need to have in our hearts is a posture of listening. That verse says we need to be quick to listen. And it's not just talking about when you're talking to someone and, you know, you're having a passionate conversation with your spouse. You know, if you're like me and probably most women in this place, you're probably thinking, well, I'm great at listening. In fact, us women, we tend to hear everything. We tend to hear the conversations that are happening around the corner. You know, when your kids are whispering and they can't think, they think you can't hear them. We tend to hear everything. And not only that, we're so good at storing it up aren't we? <laughs> We're so good at storing it up to use at a later date. We remember everything. We listen to everything and we hear everything. Sometimes when we're having passionate conversations with our loved ones, we even can recall things that were said years ago. We haven't just listened, we've actually remembered and we can recall these things. But you know, listening isn't just about gaining information that can be stored up for a later date. When we're listening, we're meant to be listening to the other person to gain an understanding about where the other person is coming from. We're supposed to be trying to understand their perspective rather than trying to think of what's my argument. You know, when we're listening to someone with a predetermined response in our mind, that's not really listening. 
It's very quiet in here. I don't know what it's like in your room, but it's very quiet here in Canning Bear. <laughs> you, know, you know when you talk to someone and you know that you're not really listening to them because you're not actually hearing what they're saying. You're thinking about the arguments. You're like, okay, well, I, well, you know, da-da-da, and you've got this thing, built-up argument happening in your mind about how you can defend yourself, right? Does that, does that not happen in anyone else's household? No one's looking at their spouse. They're just quietly elbowing them. <laughs> Proverbs 18.2 says, Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Proverbs 1.5 says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. Proverbs 12.15 says, The ways of fools seem right to them, but the wise listen to advice. So my question tonight is, are you someone who's good at listening? Do you have a heart that's postured towards listening and understanding. It's not just talking about how we handle conflict. It's not just talking about in an argument. It's actually talking about a heart disposition and a heart posture that we need to have, a willingness and an openness that we need to have in our hearts when it comes to listening to God, when it comes to listening to other people, when it comes to hearing wisdom and input. We all need that. We're not designed to be islands. We're not designed, you know, we all, we all know these people would be like, it's okay, I've got God. Me and God, I listen to God. You know, we all know those people, right? <laughs> We've all been there sometimes as well. And we just kind of do this. And we kind of keep other people at a distance. And, we, and we're just like, oh, well, I, you know, God told me. I'll just listen. If, God's, if God really wants to tell me, He can tell me. But we don't actually allow people in. And if we're being honest, when we do that, it's actually an indication of something going on in here. Either we've been hurt or we're disappointed and we've, we, we don't want to trust again or we don't want to go again. And so we actually put up a wall around our heart and we do this and we don't allow people in. And, you know... If we're being honest, if we, we don't have a heart posture of listening, it's because we're elevating our opinion over other people's. We're elevating our opinion over the opinion of God sometimes. We're elevating our own opinion. We're like, it's okay, I've got this. I know how to do this. I know how to manage this. I've got this. And we don't actually have a heart that's open and receptive. And, you know, to be honest, I, that's something that I've had to grow in. I've had to, I'm, I, I actually like listening to other people. I like giving advice, but I'm not always that good at admitting when I need help. I'm not always so good at letting people in and being open and vulnerable. And, you know, last year was probably one of the hardest years of my life. And I had to learn how to be vulnerable. I had to learn how to be open. I had to learn how to go, I'm struggling right now. Can you help me? I had to ask for help at work. <laughs> I had to ask for help at home. I had to ask for help in so many different areas of my life. And I had to be honest enough to actually allow God to bring healing to my heart. I had to be honest enough to allow people to speak into my life so that I didn't just start to put up a wall and hold people at bay. And you know, we're all good at that. We all do that sometimes. We're like, we just go through the motions and we pretend we've got it all together and really we're struggling on the inside, but we come to church and maybe we just kind of get through these 90 minutes 
or we go to Connect Group and we're able to hold it together for that time. But we're not really being honest. We're not actually positioning ourselves to to be vulnerable and to listen and to be open. And, you know, having a heart posture of openness, having a heart posture that listens, it, it requires that it's like if we don't do that, all we're getting is half the nutrients. It's like you think of your actual physical heart when there's a blockage in your arteries. There might still be blood flowing to that area of your life, of your body, but it's like not the full blood supply. It's not the full flow that God has intended. And that's what it's like when we have a clogged up heart. That's actually what it's like when we're only receiving half of what we're meant to. So we come to church, we go to connect, we do all of these things and we're only receiving half of what we actually are supposed to be receiving because there's something going on in here. There's a blockage, there's a clogging in our heart that's affecting our ability to listen. You know, James chapter 4, 6 to 7 says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. You know, we all need to humble ourselves and renounce pride because pride is the thing that stops us from being vulnerable. Pride is the thing that stops us from actually listening. Pride is the thing that actually elevates our opinion over other people. So we just need to come before God and it's so He's so gracious. He's so gracious and He's so kind and that's all we need to do. We just need to renounce pride because that's actually what attracts the presence of God. That's actually what attracts the grace of God to bring about the change that we need. You know, for some people, the spirit of pride actually blocks our ability to listen. It actually blocks our ability to hear. And therefore, it actually stops us from receiving all that we should be receiving from God and from other people. But, you know, I believe today that Jesus actually wants to come into this room, into your room at home. And I believe He actually wants to bring healing to those areas in your heart. And, you know, when you, when you actually bring it before God and when you actually open up your heart before God and you allow Him, He, he can come in an instant. And He can bring healing to those things. He can bring healing to those areas when we actually go, you know what, yeah, there's something not right There's something not quite right. I don't even know what it is. But I'm going to actually submit that to God. I'm going to surrender that to God today and ask Him to bring healing to that area. You know, the second thing that we need to do is we need to speak life. We need to speak life. You know, we have to be so careful. That verse says, be quick to listen, slow to speak. (laughs) We need to be so careful with what comes out of our mouth. Rather than just reacting and saying the first thing that comes to your mind, the Bible tells us to slow it down, slow to speak, slow to speak. Be measured and sober-minded about the words that come out of your mouth because you know what? Your words have incredible power. Your words, not everyone else's, your words have incredible power. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. For those who love it and indulge it will eat of its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. There's consequences to our words, good and bad, and we get to choose. 
We get to choose if we're going to use our words to create life or we get to choose if we actually use our words to curse and to create death. It's our responsibility what comes out of our mouth and it's our choice. We all have a choice. We all have a responsibility. You know, I have four children. I'm not allowed to say their names when I tell stories about them anymore because they're sitting in church now. Um, But, you know, they're normally pretty good. But in the holidays, you know, any parents hearing me? (laughs) In the holidays, somehow, it's like they forget that they're Christians, you know. (laughs) Love you guys. (laughs) In the holidays, I found myself so many times saying, it doesn't matter what your brother did to you. It's your responsibility what comes out of your mouth. You need to take responsibility for what comes out of your mouth. You're not a victim. You have a choice. You have a choice, doesn't matter what they've said, doesn't matter how hurt you've been, it doesn't matter what's going on around you, you have a choice. You know, it's not just my children. I come from a long, a family of uh, very strong-willed people, let's just say. And a lot of them, including me, have a have a sharp tongue. <laughs> and, you know, I remember a few years ago when the kids were a bit younger, um, One of the children, again, I'm not allowed to say names. (laughs) One of the children just seemed to be the one that just would would be like the common denominator in every fight in our house. No matter who was upset with who, (laughs) no matter what was going on, this one person was just always the common denominator and almost became a bit of a thing. And and we would be like, we'd talk about it and be like, come on, you need to stop doing that. You need to, you need to do it. And I just, I thought I was helping I thought I was disciplining them and I kept talking about the things that, that they kept doing wrong. And I remember so acutely one day when I was like in the moment of just like, oh, I'm so frustrated. And I remember just saying these words and I felt the Holy Spirit just tell me to be quiet. And I was like, oh. And I literally felt the Holy Spirit tell me to shut my mouth. <laughs> And then, but I'm like, but I'm so frustrated in my head. But God, I'm so frustrated. Like, why does He keep doing this? Why does this happen all the time? And the Holy Spirit said to me, well, ask. Ask Him. So I was like, oh, okay. So we, you know, everything calmed down and we just sat down and we had a conversation. I was like, okay, what's going on? We've talked about this so many times. We keep saying the same things over and over again. Why do you keep doing the same thing? And you know what He said? He was like, Well, everyone thinks I'm that anyway. And I was like, and I just remember in that moment just feeling so convicted. And I was like, oh God, forgive me. And I had to apologise. And I was like, you know, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. And I started to actually in that moment just undo the words that I'd actually unknowingly had been speaking over him. And you know, our words aren't just created, they, they, they create an atmosphere. You know, when you speak something and you, you've crossed the line and you actually say something in anger, it actually shifts the atmosphere in the room when you cut across. And so I, I didn't realise that, that the way we'd been disciplining him and the way we'd been talking about it and about him was just actually creating this atmosphere of death around him. And he was like, what's the point of trying? There's no, everyone thinks I'm going to do that anyway. And, and, and so I, from that moment, we started to shift the way we disciplined him. And we started to be like, okay, no, you're not that. 
you're not that. You're actually very kind. You're very thoughtful. You're very understanding. We actually started to speak life into Him and speak life into your, that's not who you are. That's not who God created you to be. You're this. And we started to do that. And you know, let me tell you, from that day, His behaviour changed. From that day, the atmosphere in our house changed. And you know, I was actually talking to him about it because I had to say that I was going to talk about him tonight. He's like, I don't really remember you doing that, but I do remember, he said to me, I do remember when you used to say, you're kind and you're this. And isn't that amazing? Like God is actually so gracious. He's so kind to me that he's, you know, he can't remember me cursing him, but he remembers (laughs) He remembers, how amazing is that? He remembers that I used to speak life over Him, that I used to speak that into Him and call that out. And you know, that's actually what our words can do. Our words can actually create something that isn't there. Even if you're not seeing it, even if it doesn't feel like you're experiencing that, you can actually call that out. And it's like you're calling and pulling the gold out of them and creating something, creating it as God intended it to be. That's how powerful our words are. You know, our, our tongue is the other thing that the Bible talks about that, de- that determines the direction of our life. The words we speak not only curse, but carry an atmosphere and create an atmosphere. So they either create life or they create death. But what's that got to do with the heart, I hear you say? <laughs> you know, everything that comes out of your mouth is determined by what's in your heart. Matthew 12, 34 to 36 says, Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. So I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word that you speak. Every idle word. You know, so it's so important that we learn to control our tongue. It's so important that we, we don't just say whatever we feel like it, but we realise that we're responsible for every word that comes out of our mouth. We have to give an account for every word that comes out of our mouth. But you know what? God actually isn't just interested in behaviour modification. God isn't just interested in us changing the way we talk and, you know, the way we confess. It's better than not, definitely. Don't curse, don't speak death, 100%. Change, control your tongue and change what you speak. But we actually have a responsibility to change what's going on in here. Trace it back and go, what's really going on in my heart? I actually have a responsibility. God is interested in transforming our hearts and transforming the inside of us, not just modifying our behaviour. It's not just positive thinking. It's not just positive confession. It's actually changing what's going on in here. And then it overflows into creating that into being. It's better to not say it 100%, but even more powerful and even More important is that we actually deal with what's going on in here so that we can, out of the overflow of our heart, out of the overflow of a healed heart, out of the overflow of a heart that's been mended, we can actually start to create life. We can actually start to bless 
rather than curse. We can actually, and, and over time, and maybe you may not feel like it, and as you, start to, as you start to declare it, it changes. And as you start to declare it, it changes you inside as well. And so it works, the two work together. But it's so important that we don't just go, well, I didn't say it, but I thought it. You know, we've all done that at times. You're like, well, look at me, I'm so good. I didn't say it, but you know, inside I'm just like so mad. (laughs) It's so much more powerful for us to actually deal with what's going on inside. And that's the third part of the message today, the third part of that verse. We need to deal with the anger. You know, it says slow to anger, but it's not just good enough to to just go, well, I didn't say it, all right. I didn't say it. I kept it inside. But what happens when we do that is actually sits in our heart. You know, some of the angriest people that I've seen are those that are the quiet ones, the passive ones. You know, at least I say what I think all the time. Everyone knows what I think. I have had to learn to control my tongue. But it's so it's better to actually deal with the the heart issue deal with what's going on inside rather than just controlling your tongue you know Ephesians 4:31 to 32 says get rid of all bitterness rage anger harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior but instead be kind to each other tender-hearted forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You know, Ecclesiastes 7:9 says, "Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the hearts of fools." Anger lodges in our hearts. And if we don't deal with it, it starts to sit there and it starts to grow. And it grows into bitterness. It grows into resentment. It grows into things that fester. And you know, even if you aren't like me, even if you aren't just the person that sprouts off, maybe you're very quiet, maybe you're very measured with your words. Even if you you are like that, if you don't deal with the anger and deal with what's going on inside of here, it will eventually come out. It will eventually come out. We might be able to get through life. We might be able to get through years even. But eventually it'll catch up with us if we don't deal with what's going on inside our hearts. You know, the solution isn't just to keep it bottled up, but it's to actually firstly acknowledge that it's there and bring it before the Lord and ask Him to bring healing. It's actually more dangerous if we don't do that. You know, often you you see people and they're like, I'm fine, I'm fine. We all know that I'm fine doesn't really mean that I'm fine. (laughs) But if if we today bring it before God and acknowledge that there's stuff there that isn't okay, but God, I'm gonna actually reveal this to you and trust that you can bring healing to that area in my heart. Because, you know, once it gets stuck Once it gets lodged in our hearts, it's a lot harder to deal with. God 100% will still heal your heart. And that's the amazing power 
that we have access to through what Jesus has done on the cross. You know, we reveal it to Him and in an instant, He can actually bring healing to those areas. It's like we, we open ourselves up to the healing power of Jesus when we actually acknowledge that there's stuff going on in here. And the minute we do, it's dispelled. The minute we do, it's dislodged. The minute we do, it's like God can actually come and bring healing to that whole area. And if we don't, you know, it's actually really dangerous because we open ourselves up for the demonic to attach to our hurt and our disappointment and our anger. We, we open ourselves up and we, we kind of harbour this wound and it sits and it festers. And it's just like you're sitting, you're a sitting duck <laughs> for the enemy to come and devour you. And we don't wanna be in that position. So we need to make a decision today to actually bring it out into the open and allow God to heal it. You know, James 1, the verse that we read before, 22 to 25 says, Don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. If you listen to the Word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away and you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that set you free, and if you do what it says, don't forget what you have heard, then God will bless you. You know, there's no point hearing and listening to the Word of God and not actually outworking it in our lives. You know, so many times we come to church, we go to Connect Group, we do Greenhouse, we do all of those things and we get a bit frustrated because we're just like, well, I'm doing all the stuff. I'm doing it and, I, and, I'm, and I'm trying to do all of that. But if we're not actually applying it to our life, if we're not actually allowing God to heal what's going on in here, then it's like that blocked artery. We're only receiving half of what we're supposed to be receiving. So you're doing it all and you're getting frustrated at God because you're like, I'm not seeing the breakthrough. I'm not seeing the outcome. I'm not seeing that which you promised me, God. But actually we've got issues going on in here that's undealt with. And so we're actually robbing ourselves of the nutrients. We're robbing ourselves of the thing that God actually wants to get into you. And so the Word of God must be applied and outworked in everything that we do. So let's take a moment today. Let's take a moment to just do a heart check. What's the condition of my heart? What are the areas that are going on in here that is just not quite right, that just needs to be revealed to the Lord today? So come on, why don't we just stand in this place? We're just gonna ask the Holy Spirit, Father, we just choose in this moment to bring ourselves before You. Holy Spirit, we give You permission to speak to us right now. I thank You, God, that You are revealing to each person here today exactly what's going on and the areas of our heart that we need to deal with today. Would You come right now? Well, we're just going to sing, take a moment to sing. And I just want you to just ask the Holy Spirit to show you what's going on in here. What do I need to actually deal with tonight? Lord, I break my heart open. May you find my devotion. 
take a moment right now and we're just going to pray. I just want to pray over you. So I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes. You don't need to come forward. But if that's you and you know that there's stuff in your heart, there's areas in your heart, maybe, maybe you know what, you, you didn't call it anger. Maybe you just called it disappointment. Disappointment is just a spiritual word for anger. I'm disappointed it actually means I'm angry that that didn't happen. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. And that's sometimes what we call it. But, you know, today, as you just do a heart check and if you know that there's stuff going on in your heart, you know that you actually need to ask God to bring healing. With every eye closed, I would just love you to raise your hands just between you and God. If you want to, you can even put one hand on your heart and I'm just going to pray. Father, I just pray right now for every person that has been open and honest and vulnerable before you. I thank you, God, that there's, a healing anointing that is here right now in the Name of Jesus. Thank You, God, that Your anointing oil is reaching into every home, into every living room, into every person that's got their hands raised right now. I thank You, God, that as we reveal it to You, You are bringing healing to the wounds, healing to that hurt. I thank You, God, that the spirit of anger is leaving right now in Jesus' Name. I thank You, God, that Your healing power and Your healing anointing is here right now. You know, I just wanna break the lie that you're an angry person. You're not an angry person. That is not who God created you to be. God has not created you to be angry. God has not created you to be someone that just speaks without thinking. I break that lie right now in Jesus' Name and I declare the truth 
that You have created us, Lord, to be loving and to to be kind and tender-hearted and soft-hearted. So we break that lie right now in Jesus' Name. Thank You, God, that You are restoring. You are restoring. I just feel like God's restoring you, restoring your heart today and restoring the truth about who You are, the truth about who God has created you to be. Thank You, God. And right now, I just wanna come against that spirit of pride that has blocked our ability to listen. You know, if that's you, you can just put your, put your hands over your ears you know, some people, it's like the spirit of pride is actually stopped. You, you want to, but you can't. It's like a blockage that's stopping you from being receptive. It's stopping you from hearing. It's stopping you from actually hearing everything that you need to hear to be transformed. So right now, you can put your hand over your ears. That's awesome. And, you can, and I'm just going to pray. Right now, we take authority over that spirit of pride and we pull it out of ears. We pull it out of hearts in the Name of Jesus. I thank You, God, that there is an unblocking that's happening right now in the Name of Jesus. We pull it out. We pull it out. I thank You, God, that there's an untwisting even happening right now. And and as those memories, the distortion is being untwisted right now. Yes, and that lie is just being dispelled in the Name of Jesus. In the Name of Jesus, I thank You, God, that, that there's hearts being restored to the posture of receptivity. There's hearts and ears being rest- restored right now to how You have designed and created us to be. In the Name of Jesus. And there is power in the Name of Jesus. pray for is those that you haven't realised the power of your words. And you know, the enemy has come to mute some people. It's like it's like your, your, your words have been distorted because you've just been angry and mouthing off, or you've actually been muted because you've believed the lie that your words don't matter. You've believed the lie that your words don't carry weight and power. And God wants to restore that to some people tonight. So come on, every eye closed in this place. You just have to put your hand over your mouth or you can raise your hands to the, to the Father right now. I thank You, God, that You are restoring the power and the authority of every person's voice. Right now, we pull off the shackle. We pull off that muting spirit in the Name of Jesus. We break its hold. Right now, we pull out the claws that have muted Your voice box. 
the claws that have muted the authority and the sound of your voice. We break it right now in the name of Jesus. The enemy has no hold over your voice. We restore it back to you. God is restoring back your words. God is restoring back your authority. God is restoring back the power of your words tonight. In Jesus' name. for listening to this week's message. If you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus, we want you to know that He loves you very much. So much that He died on the cross for all of your sins that stood between you and God. If you would like to make a decision to follow Jesus today, all you need to do is to repeat this prayer. Dear God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I'm not right with you and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me and making me your child. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or if God has done anything in your life because of this podcast, we would love to know. Email us at testimony at kingdomcity.com.